Okay, recording. Surprise, bitch. I bet you thought you'd seen the last of me. We're back! Yes, because you know back, what that back, means? Back we again. don't do anything other than Dragula, even though we say we're going to. We're lazy. We're also in the process of moving and other things. I'm trying to move in with Guy permanently because, you know, adulting. And uh, it's confusing. But you're damned if we're not going to not get our Dragula in. If anything, we're consistent with Dragula. I'll give I'll give ourselves that. Yeah, it's the thing that we're consistent with so far. We're gonna keep with it. That's right. And we're back because it's time for a return again, but not in the way that Resurrection was done. Because it's time for an actual All Star season. Ooh. Except it's all Titans. It's just Titans. Dragula Titans. Yeah, because they're all kaiju and monsters and stuff. I guess. I'm sure they just didn't want to say all-stars and be like, hey, look, we're copying Drag Race again. Or every other reality competition that has done all-stars. Yeah, I guess. It's a 10-episode spinoff with 10 previously exterminated contestants from the first four seasons and the Resurrection All-Stars, which does answer that question, because I was wondering if they those Resurrections were the separate All-Stars or a separate thing, and I guess it is. So even if you were on Resurrection, you can come back again again, because they just haven't had enough of you. Yeah, I guess Resurrection is really just meant to be its own thing, which, you know what? Fine. Dragula has its own little special mini-specials. Dragula has everything. More Dragula content. I guess the more Dragula content, the better, as long as it's all entertaining. If, if Drag Race can have 5 billion spinoffs and 17 main seasons, why can't Dragula? Especially if Drag Race is occasionally making itself entertaining. With how few Dragula has so far, it's going to probably still consistently be entertaining. I would say you just got to stick with the international series. Is, is, that's when it's entertaining. Fair, fair. Which is why we wanted to do Drag Race Thailand, but it seems like the motion for that has slowed to a halt. Not sure where it's going with the new season of Thailand, but we should still eventually wind up doing the recap and review of the first two seasons. Anyways, the competitors apparently have affectionately renamed the show Gagula, well, during filming. Remind me again what the... Uh, supposed spoilers for Very Good Looks were? I'm not gonna- oh, for Very Good Looks. For the promo. I was gonna say. Well, I definitely don't agree with either of them, because I know all the spoilers. I'm not gonna say anything. I just like spoilers. I'm not gonna say nothing. Leaks. I love leaks and spoilers. They make me happy. I love learning things. Because, you know, it basically tells me whether or not I want to actually watch the whole thing in the first place. Because, like, if, if somebody I don't care for, although I pretty much like everybody on this cast, although Abor is pissing me the fuck off with this outfit, but we're gonna get to that. <laughs> I had to scroll because I just couldn't have it staring at me. We're, we're gonna get to that. We're gonna get... We're gonna... We're gonna... We're gonna get to little dandy boy. <laughs> uh, it... I believe it was Yovska that it put literally in brackets. It's like, Yovska, root brackets, rumored to have the greatest promo look in Dragula Herstory. That was a goddamn lie. Not even the worst. It's fucking funny. Oh, no, I'm not saying... It's a greatest promo. And then Erica Clash also said good promo, which, like, I think it's all based on speculation, but to say so, Yosuke had the greatest promo look in Dragula Herstory, that's a goddamn lie. Absolutely not. I was somewhat expecting a joke there, but, like, someone must really fucking hate Yosuke for that to be the case. Or they really love it. Like, obviously, they might just think that's the best they've ever looked, and it's the best look. I'm not saying it's bad, but I was expecting so much more for when I saw that's the best promo look in Dragula history. I'm like, you know what? I'm ready. Where is it? I want it. Where is it? 
Drag axolotl still better. It's fine. It's cute. But like, best promo look? No! I'll take back. I put a boot on it. I'm going to take it back because it's not worth a boot, but it's not. It, I think I gave it a boot immediately because I was like, this is not the best dragon looking purse tree. That person was fucking lying. Maybe they just had an inflated idea. They thought it was the best looking earth tree, but like, I don't see how. Like, it's fine. It's like evil dead teddy bear stuffed thing, basically. Like I said, we will get to that. If we're going by worst promo looks here, uh, I mean, for me, it's still going to be fucking Abora. It's fun, in a sense, but it's also, I just hate it. If we're going by worst in terms of like, oh, I was really expecting more, I hate to say it because I love her, but I would say Kendra. Mm. Just because it looks like a dress you could get at Spirit Halloween. Yes, but I think it's sequins, which are hard to make curves. We're getting ahead of ourselves. We need to go in order. We should really go in order. <laughs> I'll read this from the, we are on the Entertainment Weekly. That's where it came off of. An EW exclusive. Yes, it's always EW exclusive bringing back for win $100,000 and a spot on the upcoming world tour, always fun, from the Boulets. We wanted the show to feel familiar to fans, but we also wanted the set and format to feel elevated from a regular season in order to match the incredible talent of the artists we brought together. There are so many shocking twists and turns that we have renamed the show Gagula during filming, and we can't wait for audiences to see it. This is the most compelling content. It also is interesting in bringing back the competitors. They're also actually reusing, I think it's all basically judges who have already previously been on, which I actually think is rather smart, but including Elvira, very exciting. Uh, what we do in the Shadow Star, Harvey Gullion? I, I know I'm probably Gillian. not saying Gillian. Haunted Mansion filmmaker, Justin Simeon. David Dashmalkin? Dashmalkin? Dashmalkin. Ah. Poppy. I'm Poppy. Poppy. I'm Poppy. Poppy. Joe Bob Briggs, Bonnie Ahrens, Barbara Crampton, and RuPaul's Drag Race stars Alaska and Kietia. Quite excited to have Alaska on here again. In addition to Titans, we also have season five coming some point because the Boulets got a multi-project deal with Shudder, which was very exciting as it seems that will be their permanent home, I hope, for the time being. I get it, like, you need to jump around and find things, but, like, Shudder should have jumped on that shit immediately. Like, you are a horror streaming service, and you know how popular RuPaul's Drag Race is. Why the fuck wouldn't you pick up the horror drags show? I mean, the thing is, it needed to really grow its own audience, I no, think. I know, that's true. It just feels like it jumped around so much on different things, so, like, it finally felt its right home, because season one, it was on fucking Hey Queen TV mm -hmm. on YouTube. It wasn't even real. It was on fucking the, oh, what's his name? I don't like him. I always liked Lady Red more. I rest in, rest in power, Lady Red. Uh, Johnny McGovern, that's him. I never liked him. But yeah, on his fucking channel, that's where Dragula started. People, I feel like, forget that. That's where that fucking started. On fucking YouTube channel that with barely, not enough subscribers to be, that's where that all started. It feels insane. Then, WoW picked it up for a season, which also still feels insane that the people who also do Drag Race are like, you know what, let's just pick this up real quick. And then as soon as they did that, they were also like, nope, bye. Mm -hmm. Drop that right after season two. Then Amazon picked it up and dropped the ball so fucking immensely that it had to be picked up by Netflix at the very last second. And then luckily, finally, it came home to Shudder, which I think is where it needed to be this whole time. But as long as they're there now, it, it just feels like the perfect fit. The horror streaming service gets the horror drag show. Feels correct. Yeah, and it doesn't have the problems of both Amazon's funding and Netflix's, uh... Well, even Amazon's funding, the fact that they're... Well, they weren't... Well, we never really saw... They only picked it up to just air it. They never yeah. actually really did anything with Dragon, so we'll never know how that would have worked out, so... 
Anyway, let's get into our monsters. Meet our monsters. First up, this little dandy boy bitch. Berries and cream looking motherfucker. <laughs> yes, that, no, I do that. That's my favorite thing. So uh, a reference that Guy just made. It's one of my favorite things. I have the clip saved. I'll probably send it to Guy just so you can use it. Actually, no, I was going to say that would be a waste to use it every time we see Abora. But every so often, I want you to just pop it into any of our podcasts. Just whenever we're talking about, whenever, any point where at some point, it doesn't have to be every time, but at some point, randomly if we're talking about Abora, just insert so there's this i wish they would still upload they haven't uploaded ever. they did season two and then dipped sadly i'm so sad it's the boo caps uh on youtube you can look it up i love them to death just like the rue prizes and rue caps and all that but it's dragula everything deserves funny but it's um in the final four episode when vander comes by and is like talking to everybody and vander's like whenever i see a dead bird on the sidewalk i'm like Abora! and then it <laughs> it transitions to the game duck hunt <laughs> And and they put Vander's face over the dog, and it shoots down a couple birds, and it picks up the ducks, and they have a boar's face, and it just goes Abora. <laughs> and it's my it's my favorite fucking thing. I love that there's this recurring like bird quality in all of your work. Even if I'm walking down the street and I see like a splattered bird, I'm like Abora. It's great because Abora died that episode. It's true. They died as a witch. They got melted. I will say, if they actually do bring people back, I'm wondering, like, if that'll be interesting if they do, like, if they're just going to have them randomly back, like, poof, you're all back, or if they're going to be smart enough to be like, so we killed you this way, so let's see, how are we going to bring you back? Like, if they do interesting things, like, Abora's in a bucket, so they, like, melted bucket, so they, like, had a spell and the bucket turns into a boar like you know what i mean like i wonder well, how they're gonna was already reconstituted oh yeah well they killed them again uh actually that's probably smart now that i think about it if they're killing them all yeah that's true they get to kill them all in different ways but they bring them back for the final supper in normal bodies so really they don't have to do much do they mm -hmm. those smart sons of bitches yeah damn you small boulet and big boulet I'm not happy with Small Boulet right now. She pissed me off something fierce because I was listening to the podcast and they were taking questions and they were like, uh, somebody asked like, so if you could have any people to your uh, Last Supper living or dead, or I think the question was like one of those, if you could have any celebrity living or dead or whatever. But uh, they took it as like, okay, so basically we get to pick any two queens from the show, any monsters from the show. And I tell you what, Small Boulet pissed me the fuck off because one of her people was Monique and I'm uh -oh. like, what are you doing? Why would you have them there? And they're basically just like, they're just a party. They're fun for a party. You get drunk. And I'm like, no, we don't want Moniki here. Go away. What's wrong with you? We don't want the shit one. The racist shit lover. The racist shit lover. Fuck you. Absolutely not. Like, I'm sure they, I mean, again, that was all the way back in season two. Maybe they've changed. Maybe they haven't. I don't fucking know. I don't want to know. I'm good. Small belay. How about you change the party? How about you invite somebody who deserves it? Like, I don't know, Coco, because Coco deserves the world and everything and winning <laughs> and everything. And I would literally lay down my life for Coco Kane, but we'll get to that when we talk about her. Anyway. Let's talk about little dandy boy. Abora! Hometown, Los Angeles. Pronouns, he, him, they, them. Drag style, drag abomination. With this promo look, you're absolutely correct. <laughs> I'm surprised that there was no mention of bird. Abomination. No, abomination describes this. Absolutely. Abora is, quote, your worst fears and your greatest delights all wrapped up in a bloody beautiful mess. The most polarizing character on the Boulet's Brothers Dragula season two. I think that would go to James Majesty, but okay. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> They've returned to the competition with a stronger vision of their art and leaned into their non-traditional drag for the better. A bona fide enigma of the series, Abora is confident, quote, there's no one else like me. Many have tried, all have failed. Quote, because I guess they have quotes, Titans is as hell, all nine circles of it at once, the best and craziest ways imaginable. Ugh, God, this look. So, if I, I don't know how else to describe it other than if you've ever seen that commercial from Skittles with the berries <laughs> and cream kid. Little lad. It's like a horror version of that with a giant lollipop 
and like eyes that stare into your soul and like yeah the more i look at it the more i look at it i hate it but i also love it which again is something abora is very good at doing like Mm -hmm. yeah you hate this don't you but I know you also secretly love it. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. Abora is also, it's surprising they didn't mention this, although they do actually have a crown, as I believe they won either the first or second iteration of Alaska's Drag Competition, which they do mm, every right. year. Alaska's Drag Pageant of the... Oh, fuck, I don't remember. Let me see. Alaska's... Anyways, I'll quick explain. So Abora's kind of giving me chocolate lollipop lad. Oh, yeah, it is kind of like the lollipop guild, isn't it? Yeah, I think that's intentional. Alaska Thunderfuck 5000's Drag Queen of the Year Pageant Competition Awards Contest Competition. Okay, great. They won that, yes. So, Abora's giving us Chocolate Lollipop Lad, which is why (laughs) they seem to have put on a green screen suit and then over top put on like a shawl with some like sleeves and like a sort of almost baby carrier floppy thing with fake legs coming out of it and then put their arms in with tiny hands at the end (laughs) And attach them to the lollipops so that they look smaller with a giant head. Like, have you ever seen those, like, when Katya usually has those tiny little hands doing things, like, on uh or something. Or, like, any VTubers who do, like, hand cams with tiny hands. Oh, that sounds terrible. I don't like that. <laughs> it's always very cursed and funny. They always fumble. Yeah, it sounds, sounds about right. But yeah, so I I, I I don't I don't remember. I don't think we do Tootin We kind of do Tootin Boots. Like I said, there's barely any consistency in these podcasts other than the fact that we do Dragula. And I will always have my different funny introductions at the beginning of the episode because that is my signature. I will make it my signature. I don't care. Those are the only things I do. That's our show. Did you see? Oh, no, I bet you didn't know. I ran in because I got an advertisement because fuck you ads and capitalism. But did you know the new season of Dancing with the Stars come out? I still don't care because they never, they, ever since they got rid of Tom Bergeron, I'm like, fuck y'all. Tyra Banks is not a good host in my opinion of that. Like, I like what she does sometimes, but I don't think she's suited. For this season, they brought in Alfonso Riviero to co-host with her, which I think was a very smart decision because he's very like, I think comparatively, she's a lot more toned down compared to where you need that energy that Alfonso Ribeiro, I know I'm saying that wrong, but that Alfonso can bring to the show because he's like high energy mother. He is high, high energy. So I think he's a very good choice for like balancing out what Tyra can do because Tyra is good at like she's pretty. She's like, she's a stunning person and I know she's hosted, but I think like she's always been more low key a lot of the time when it came to like America's Next Top Model. There were exceptions, of course, like, you know, it's like, quiet i was rooting for you we were all rooting for you know stuff like that yeah but like a lot of the time she's good at being calm cool and collected but i don't think for dancing with the stars that's something you want you want to be like energy 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 so i think excitement so i think pairing her with alfonso is actually a really smart decision but um apparently they have their first drag queen as a contestant oh wow it's shangela oh shangy okay that should be good Although I saw Pop Crave got a lot of hate because they were like, it's the first dra- drag race or drag race or drag contestant on Dancing with the Stars. But like the way they said it, it was like all Dancing with the Stars as ever. And all the comments were just like, um, excuse you, Courtney Ack was on and competed twice and made the finale twice in the Australian yeah. version. So I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. But yeah, so I thought that was interesting. They also have two of the fucking D'Amelios on there. They have Charlie, the famous one, and then her mother for some reason. <laughs> like What? Well, obviously they have her because famous, TikTok, all that. But why her mother, I don't, I genuinely don't know. I'm honestly lost. I just feel like the caliber is like, for some reason, better. Like I reckon, this is the first time in a while I've actually really recognized a lot of these contestants. And because this is also the first season to be put on Disney Plus, so maybe that has something to do with it. Probably. Because they also got one of the Real Housewives, a couple of Jersey Shores, a couple of other actors I noticed. 
But like, I thought it was so interesting that like this is a lot of people I recognize. But it's interesting how it's only now that they're on Disney Plus. They're like, well, I guess we might as well put a little more money into getting stars. Shit. Anyway, we're getting off track. Isn't that that admirable getting off trackness that you all love and probably hate and comment on so much? Uh... Anyway, next up from season four, very early out, an interesting track record of Win LM. Astrid Aurelia. I do think this look is actually very, very cool. Much of an improvement over her uh, season four promo. Very. Very much. So you know how catfish have those um, whisker-like tendrils? Mm, yes. That's kind of what this reminds me of. Somewhere between catfish and ant. But the rest of it is kind of fishy, so I like it. We don't include photos, obviously, and it's sometimes it's very difficult to describe them, so he'll include a link to the promo so y'all can yeah, look. Yeah, I'll, I'll link the you article down below. Because us describing it does not really do much, other than what we actually think about it. No, not usually. Although, ooh, I also like they have these, like, gloves that have, like, scales on them. Mm -hmm. If you can see the gloves, I like those. Definitely giving Predator on the hair, though. Yeah, def oh, yeah, it is very Predator. And then, like, the little fish, like, fit on the eyes and stuff. It's very, like, fishy merman-made thing. Yeah, in, like, in front of the ears. Like, fish person, I'm gonna eat you up and turn you into stew or something. I don't know. Very interesting. Oh, I'm not surprised, because a lot of this gives me... Because I know they're a proud and out scaly, so that... I would say if you expected what a nice scaly would probably, uh, come out okay, for, yeah. for Dragula. If a, if a scaly did Dragula, which... There you go, Astrid. Done. I like it a lot. I like everything about it. Estrid Aurelia, hometown, Phoenix, pronouns, she, her, they, them, drag style, drag creature. Astrid returns to the competition with the goal of showcasing her dark fantasy style and Lovecraftian-inspired drag at the grandest scale. Since season four of Boulay Brothers Dragula, she, 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 she shed. I kept reading that as, it's, it's shed, but I was like, she'd shed shit? Because there's that fucking commercial. I don't remember if it's progressive or Allstate, but there's like, the she shed. Where's my, the she shed. Allstate. <laughs> where's my she shed? And I'm like, wait a minute. She shed got struck by lightning. Yeah. <laughs> She's shed her punk rock style and evolved into a reptilian sea, I told you, drag creature ready to serve and present, quote, everything but human. With a killer start and explosive exit on her original season, Astrid has preserved throughout through her early I'm, I'm, let's try that again. Astrid has preserved through her early extermination. Oh. <laughs> Fuck. I was hoping you would fix it the second time, but no! That wasn't the part I thought I was messing up on! Ugh. I thought I just messed up my- I was tripping over my words. I thought I said it correctly. Nope. Okay, one more one more time. Astrid has persevered through her early extermination and pushed herself to become more than a formidable monster. Quote, forget everything you thought you knew about the Boulay Brothers Dragula. Obviously, as you listen to this fucking podcast, we don't know anything. After all these seasons, we still don't know anything. Because we're showing that, once again, monsters are rewriting the drag rule book. Exactly. Period. Period. We finally have scaly representation instead of just furries. It's all of it. Who cares? Put it on all Dragula. Anyway, next up... We have Erica Clash from season two in what can be best described as Kawaii kills you. Kawaii kills you with UV paint, neons, UVs, everything. I like it, but again, I feel like whoever was watching these promos had a, a different idea, like the one from the spoiler, because they said it was a very good promo. I would say it's a good promo. I don't know if I'd say it's a very good promo. I actually would say so. I, I don't know. I'm not... Because I don't really care for the boots. I wish the boots were all the same color. Either the yellow or the blue. Mm, I actually think they look good this way. My main complaint is, with the way that it's been photographed, the skirt looks like it's a paper cutout. 
Oh yeah, it does look like it's a paper cutout. I don't know. There are things it's about it I've funny. just not. There are just things, certain things about it I'm not crazy about. I like it. I just wish, like I said, like I maybe like because you already have the blue on the skirt. Maybe make the boots completely yellow so that it's not like adding on to something. I don't know. Make it more. I'm always something when it comes to like color coordination. Then being a solid color would look weird though. I don't. I disagree. But um, like I said, I think it's nice. I'm excited. I very much enjoyed Erica on season two. They were quite literally the bottom queen of all time. And I love them. They had such a lovely personality. It's my favorite thing. They also contributed to one of my favorite jokes in the boot caps in the season one episode when they're introducing all the monsters and they're all opening up their bags. And it's just like this person basically wrote different captions for each person and what they thought and when erica popped up it just went oh well that's dees <laughs> and that, that made me laugh i mean it's very funny because she does like almost all of the anime kawaii stuff except for that oh yeah and i love that no i'm pretty sure she's talked about furry stuff yeah i do like this i like the hair i like all the stickers in the hair i think i just i think it's also my brain and just like saying it's like this is such an amazing promo and this person had such an amazing promo and i'm just like i i think if they had never said anything about the promo or maybe just been like they have a good promo it's fine i like it i wouldn't say it's my favorite but i it fits them and that's something i very much appreciate is when i look at their outfit and i say yes they're not trying to deviate from their aesthetic or that's another thing i like because i feel like a lot of times with drag race they do do tend to have to be like avoiding being who you are or trying to different mold despite yeah, what they because say the promos always follow a it, it, I, it, they always follow a scheme where or a theme theme exactly yeah whereas here with dragula it's usually i mean there is also a theme i feel like a lot of the time with dragula because they're all in the same like colored outfits so let me rephrase that i feel like this promo this all-stars is the first time really well and resurrection but this is definitely it gives them the ability to actually just be them which i really do appreciate from the boulets giving them like it's like, so what's the promo theme? You. Be you. Mm -hmm. Just be you. You're the all-star, all-titan. Be you. And I really appreciate that, because this immediately says Erica Clash, and I love that. Yeah, I still like it. It's just not, I wouldn't say it's my favorite, but I absolutely like it. I like the, I also do like the little mask thing, but again, kind of like what you said with how it's a paper cutout thing on her hand, that mask looks like it's just photoshopped into her hand. Wait, nope, never mind. I just noticed the stick. Never mind, never mind. I didn't see the stick before. I truly thought she was, like, holding that mask between her, like, fucking fingernails. What? <laughs> What, did you think did. she was doing the fucking Christ pose with the or something. Yeah, two but like raised the... fingers and then the other yeah. piece? And just magically levitating it? Yeah, well, I didn't see the stick until just now. Oh my god. Yes, but like I said, it's good. Uh, anyway, hometown, queens, pronouns, she, her, they, them. Drag style, drag monster. Erica is the demonic glitch zombie crossing over from cyberspace to terrorize viewers across all dimensions. Known as the Kakaroch of the Boulet Brothers Dragula for surviving multiple exterminations on season 2, Erica has learned to inject all her horror nerddom across all facets of her drag with precision. A newfound specialty in costuming and UV makeup proves that Erica is prepared to claw her way to the top, pixel by pixel. Can't wait. Quote, in our original seasons, the Boulets destroyed our physical bodies. This time, they're torturing our souls. <laughs> I am very excited to see what Erica... Br I, I do very much enjoy... I think sometimes it's better... Well, I almost call it... Because if we're going by Drag Race, it's almost like Alyssa-isms. My first thought is always Alyssa Edwards, where sometimes like the outfit is not there, or I may not care for it. But I like the person so much, I don't care. Like, if you remember that whole thing on All Stars 2, where especially Carson was like, I don't care if this outfit sucks, I love you, and this all you have to do is hoe and I laugh, which, like, 
fuck off, Carson. But I kind of get it because I love Erica. I loved her on season two and I love her now. So like, I really don't care. She still had one of the best looks to me, that fucking baby metal look from the Rock Challenge. Like, oh, I love that look so much. That was such a great look for me. So I love them and I know they do good looks. Like I said, I'm not, again, I'm not trying to reiterate or not defend myself. I'm not saying this is a bad look. I like it. It's just not my favorite. There's a lot that's not my favorite. But I still love them, and I will continue to love them, and I hope they do well. I would like them. I want them to have one of two track records. That's it. They either need a redemption arc where they do really well, or they just need to bottom all the way to the finale. I will accept nothing less. <laughs> this bottom cannot make it. <laughs> that's all I want. Cannot make their way to the top. <laughs> no, bottom all the way to the finale. You bottom all the way to the top, goddammit. Okay. That's what I want. I guess. Anyway, next up we have... Jesus Christ, this look. Eva <laughs> Destruction from season we three. We have the furry! <laughs> Yeah, now you've got your representation, the furry and the hairy, if we look at these legs. My yeah. God. Yeah. Look at those hairy legs, bitch. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I would go ham all over those legs. Like, not, I would definitely go. So, um, just to preface, there's a skull on her shoulder, a skull pauldron. There's a skull on her shoulder. She's covered in much fur, like faux fur, hopefully. Leather chains, uh, leather straps all over her legs, the nice high heels, but then her legs, they're just straps, and then everything else is um, just skin, hairy skin. As was referenced in the hair challenge for season four, Ava Destruction is known for her hair. Yeah, definitely. And like I said, it's fine. There are parts about it I'm not crazy about. As much as I would like go ham all over that hair and legs, I wish there was more than just the hairy legs. Yeah, there could have been something interesting. Well, even if it doesn't, like, you could keep the, like, thighs and stomach exposed instead of the straps, maybe, like, a full black stripper boot. Like, the kind that goes all the way up to your knees or something. Black stripper boot with fur fringe around the zipper. Ooh, yeah, 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 okay. With, like, outer zippers. That would be really cool. Yeah, but, like, more furriness to add to it. But I always, I love a long black stripper boot. Oh, my God, I love a long black stripper. Just any sort of stripper boots, really. Like, that long, like, you know the type. I mean, I know the type because I used to wear nothing but those when I would play the Saints Row series. I'm like, nah, those are my shoes. They're long, they're shiny, they're pretty. I'm like, nah, that's me. I'm a lady. I'm going to wear those. Oh, I love them. Solid heel. People can dance in them. I love those type of shoes on anybody. Anyway, but I do like this. I also think the makeup is a little silly and just, like, it's furry, obviously, but part of me also thinks the band Kiss. <laughs> I was gonna say a kiss member who's a raccoon it is it's the white on the eyes that just makes me think it's like yeah kiss and I'm like no it is a kiss oh, member wait, who's wait, a wait, raccoon no. kind of this is this is the cat's interpretation of a raccoon. oh my god it is like cats it's like fucking cats the musical <laughs> it's good but it's definitely something I still like it like I said I don't think anybody here has a bad promo well I take it back I was just saying, nobody here has a bad promo to be, but that's not entirely true, but we'll get to them. It's still not bad. I love it, but it's a bit simple, but we'll get to it. I do like this. I like that it's their brand. I like them. I see it. Anyway, hometown, Austin, pronouns, she, her, they, them, drag style, drag, in brackets or parentheses, hairy monster. She's hairy, scary, and always bringing a look. Ava will keep you guessing on what she'll turn out next. Ava's refreshed, emboldened, and wants to continue to show that all hair is beautiful, whether in drag or everyday life. Agreed. Like I said, I do love the hair. That's See, that's what I understand. You'd be like, you can't be hairy and be a drag queen. You can't be hairy and be this and that. Bitch, people are hairy. 
Men are hairy, women are hairy, non-binary people are hairy, everybody's hairy, shut the fuck up. People grow more hair throughout their lives. And, and that's it. Like, yeah, there are some people who aren't that hairy, but even they have even a little bit of hair somewhere, maybe on their arms or maybe on their People have hair, so for people to be like, you can't be hairy, that's not part of my fantasy. Well, then it's not your fantasy, so how about you fuck the fuck off and go watch somebody who is your fantasy? Like, shut the fuck up. People are so annoying. Yeah, there are pheromones in the world for you. You're so mean. <laughs> that's so mean to pheromone! Don't be mean to her! <laughs> I love Pheromone. Don't be mean to her. She shows so much skin and is so smooth skin, though. That's exactly what I was saying. No, she does. Yeah, she's a beautiful smooth skin lady. But I'm just like, I feel like the way you just called her out like that, I'm like, don't be mean to Pheromone. I love Pheromone. <laughs> I don't, I didn't mean it to be pejorative. I didn't mean it to be pejorative. I, I actually do like Pharah, so. Oh, I do too. I love her to death. <laughs> she's so nice. Oh, uh, anyway. But that's what I understand. Like, people are so, like, again, I know it's not anything to do with Dragula, but it's just pissed me off right now because you could, this will be how you'll can tell when we're recording. Although, obviously, the promo's out, so you know we're recording when the promo's out, but still. This whole Ariel and the Little Mermaid making it black, and people are losing their fucking shit, which, why? Y'all are fucking nuts. Y'all are just putting your racism out in full force. Like, y'all ain't even trying to hide it at this point. Like, shut the fuck up. Because it all boils down to this. A, she's gonna do amazing. She's gonna be an amazing Ariel. She's gonna do amazing. And y'all just gonna have to sit there and take it, so shut the fuck up. But also, y'all complain, I don't want to watch this, I don't want to see a black Ariel, that's so annoying, blah, blah, blah. Two things. One, mermaids aren't fucking real, they can be any skin color they want, shut the fuck up. Specifically you, Matt Walsh. I know. Two, you want to see the original Ariel? The original movie's right there, go fucking watch it and shut the fuck up. It'll probably still be better than the new one because it's a remake. They haven't had a good track record on these. Exactly. Remakes are never... Do I think it'll be good good? Probably not because remakes have a big bad track record with Disney. But I absolutely think Haley is going to be fucking fantastic as Ariel. If anything's good in this, it's going to be the soundtrack. I am also rather interested to see what Melissa McCarthy is going to do with Ursula, but we'll get to that when we see it. Well, I wonder about that because I know she does she does good work and also I've seen her because she's done apparently she did photo shoots back in the day like like EW and other photo shoots as Divine who was a major inspiration for Ursula so I'm like well if she knows stuff like that then I'm wondering maybe she actually has some ideas so I'm interested to see that but like I said I think Haley's gonna fucking kill it and y'all are like I'm so mad I'm gonna blah, blah, blah. guess what it's happening there's nothing you can do to change it so shut the fuck up you racist and sit down getting off track a deadly frontrunner on season three, Ava has since immersed herself in her craft and understanding that drag artist within, confident that this quote, the script has been flipped and nothing will stand in her way from the title. Titans is a total drag excellence, and the twists? Oh, they are there, one after another. Nobody is ready for this season. Fuck you, we're all ready for this season. I want this season now! Gimme, gimme, gimme. I am excited because we're gonna get to, we're gonna, to believe it's a double premiere, so we're gonna have to chunk out a big episode. I forgot to mention that, it's gonna be a double premiere, so we're gonna have to chunk out a big episode. Oh boy. Nah, well, makes sense for us. Anyway, next up, from season four, finalist Hoso Taratoma doing their exact same, and again, I know it's Charles, but I'm, the, I'm probably the stupid one who notices things. They're doing their exact same pose from their season four promo, that like standing back, legs wobbled, and their arms up, like, nah. And this look is very, I really don't know how to describe it. It's another furry, really. It's a kaiju. Oh yeah, it's a kaiju. It's just very like, I don't know, I like it. I do think I wish the makeup was a little lighter or something more pop out in color because I kind of feel like with everything dark around it, it kind of hides their face a bit. I think that might be part of the point. Okay, yeah, maybe but that's true. It could have been blended in a little bit more of an interesting way to show yeah. um, the like definition around the chin more. But yeah. there is at least some of that already there. Oh, no, I do. I just, I don't know. Part of it is like, it's just very 
But I do very much like it. I like it. Yeah. It, it looks like somebody I would want to hug because I just like fuzzy things. So even though it'll probably kill me, that's probably how I'm going to die someday. I mean, I've already hugged snow leopards and tigers and not died. So might as well hug a kaiju. <laughs> Interesting. For those of you who are wondering about that, I was a child once. I went to a magic show where they had snow leopards. You could take a picture with the snow leopard, and without thinking, and before the magician and my mother could try to save me, I just draped myself over a snow leopard like it was nothing, and it didn't kill me. So I'm invincible when it comes to giant cats? I don't know. Anyway, uh, hometown, HBC Seoul, South Korea. Pronouns, she, her, they, them, drag style, as we said, drag kaiju. Fresh off the Boulay Brothers Drag of the World Tour, Hoso is quickly transformed from a self-described drag yokai into a full-blown kaiju monster. Their drag and performance skills have exploded in scale and feel they are much, much harder to beat this time around. A top finalist on Season 4, Hoso's drag is ever-changing, and they plan on unleashing their demented and deranged visions on Titans and beyond. Quote, oh, trust me, Titans is just insane. Gag after gag. Gagula, honey. Because that's the new name for Dragula, I guess. <laughs> um, but yeah, I definitely like this look. Um, it's, like I said, very kaiju, very dark and scary, but also, like, I don't know, there's still something that makes me want to hug it. I also just can't keep staring at the crotch air. I just keep staring at the crotch. I mean, it is kind of emphasized by the fact that it's like smooth skin while surrounded by the fur and then the scale pattern. But see, but I just, well, it's the smoothness, but it's also like it, it looks bulgy wulgy for some reason. It's bulgy like, and shiny, yeah. Very, like, you know, that like like um, that cod piece from the fucking Labyrinth movie <laughs> giving very, very... <laughs> Like that. It's pointy on the sides, too. Yeah, I don't... It's just very, but I like it a lot. So, good job, Hoso. We're excited to see what else you can bring as for everybody else. Next up... Oh, we have to talk about this one. I am so upset. <sighs> Kendra Onyx from Season 2 and our first to come back from Resurrection. There'll be another, but we'll get to that. Oh, this look. Oh, this look. I love it so much from the neck up. <laughs> I also love the shoes and the skirt hem. It's a good mermaid dress. Oh yeah, that's okay. Well, because I never, I'm trying to think of how to describe it. Do I, the neck up and the knees down? Yes, I think that would be a good way to describe. It. I just don't. It looks too costumey, not costumey, like Party City e Party City Spirit Halloweeny. Like it's just a bone. Like it's basically a skeleton mermaid dress. I didn't actually notice the shoes for the longest time, so I do really love those shoes. Those are the kind of shoes I'm talking about. I want those mm -hmm. shoes. I love those shoes. I love the makeup, like, so much. Like, oh my god, that makeup is so pretty. And I love the hair with the demon horns. I know that's definitely a thing that Kendra does, which I appreciate. That's another thing for branding. I just... Yes, the, the skeleton looks stoned. She's got her stones on, but I'm just like... Come on! It looks like something you would get at the, the, the Halloween store! It looks like she got it at the Halloween store and then turned it into a better look than if it had just been a bodysuit with a skeleton on it. Just to butt in real quick, at this point, Andrew and I's video call, which we were using to communicate, died, and he paused his recording, and after resuming, it sounds like he's talking into a tin can. So, that will be the reason why he sounds different. Just to say, why did you pause the recording? You made it painful as hell to try and sync back up for a hot minute there. Anyways... I also want to take this moment to butt in and say there have been developments further since we recorded this episode. It's taken a little while to get it out, I know. Thanks a lot to Sigourney and Saint. You now have a podcast of your own. Stealing our gig. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's, it's quite enjoyable. 
as well. We now have the trailer for the All Titan season, and my god, Gagula indeed. <laughs> I can't wait for this season. I'm excited. I'm excited as hell. Anyways, I'll let you guys get back to the episode. It just, it looks a little too simple for me. I'm sorry. I just want more. I, I love her so much. Like, Resurrection was good wait. for her. And... Oh no. If that's the case, I think I just figured out how she made it. How? You know how they have those translucent, really thin, entirely polyester, like, banner sheet things that you can buy that have, like, skeleton designs and stuff on them? Oh, I didn't know about that. I mean, maybe. I don't know. I just, like, it's fine. I just, like I said, I like it from the knees or wherever that train, the mermaid part starts down and then the neck up. It's just, like, it's a little too, it's, like, campy almost. It, like, if it's if it was going for a camp value, I'd, I feel like I'd appreciate it more, but I don't know. I, I feel like Kendra's style has never really been camp. It's always been, like, she's a good, like, she's fashion. She does fashion, and I'm just like, I don't know if this necessarily is super-duper fashion. It's trying, but I don't know if it's campy enough to be exactly. camp. Exactly, I don't know if it's successful enough. It's still a beautiful shape. Exactly, her shape is beautiful. That, I'll give her, that's... It's just the skeleton just throws me off. I wish it was something else. Maybe like if the skeleton was bloody or like or she had like a gut or something hanging out, like a little intestine or something. Like I don't know. I just want there to be a little more something other than just white looking skeleton paint with stones on it. But I still love you and I hope you do extremely well. I hope I can't really I say that for everybody, but if everybody does well, then nobody goes home. Let's do that. Let's put all of them in an all-winner situation. Anyway, oh, actually, speaking of, because we're not reviewing it, but I'll just say it real quickly. Congratulations to Jinx Monsoon and Raja. I'm so happy they won all winners. Well, all winners and Queen of She Already Done had hers. Is, 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 is. But like I said, because we don't talk about the main U.S. franchise, but like I said, I just wanted to shout out to them. I'm trying to think if there's anybody else I recently want to. Uh, shout out to Spanky Jackson, because they just won Drag Race Done Under Season 2 which we should probably review at some point because that's an international show, but that's a Rue-hosted show, so maybe not. I forget. I feel like we don't do Rue-hosted shows. I don't remember what our I don't remember what our policy was, but we'll figure it out. Drag Race UK Season 4 has just started. Oh, Drag Race Canada. Congratulations to Giselle Lullaby. Canada vs. the World is also starting soon. We may do that. We'll see. We didn't do UK vs. the World, but... Yeah, we should have done UK versus the world because Angina, Thailand representation, yeah. But then we would have cried. Then we would have cried. It's like no her elimination. <laughs> it was so sad. It was so sad. But she kind of also had it coming from eliminating frontrunner Jimbo the last week. So like. Like, I've had, more, I've had more time to think about it. I'm very sad because I always want more Pangina and Thailand representation. But like, you take out the frontrunner and you become the frontrunner. The target's gonna be on your back. Yeah, yeah. I've learned that if anything, like you play, you can either play the safe game or you can play the power game. Well, if the producers let you play the power game the way they want to, because it's always the producers yeah. at the end of the day. But like I said, if they let you play the game, they let you play the game. So, <laughs> anyway, let's talk about Kendra Onyx, hometown Riverside, California. Pronoun she her. Drag style drag queen. One of the fiercest performers to ever compete on the Boulay Brothers Dragula, Kendra's high-energy stage shows an edgy fashion flair make her a titan that should not be underestimated. Kendra's drag has evolved tenfold since her time on Resurrection. I need to believe that when I actually see runways, because right now, don't make that statement. And with her unapologetically black aesthetic now fully formed and refined, she's hungry to slay the third time around. Quote, Titans is something completely different that fans are not ready for. Buckle up. I'm excited because the way they keep talking about it, like it's going to have some kind of different, I believe it was them who said it was going to have some different kind of format or something, which I'm excited to see if it's like, I don't know if they're going to do like the old All-Stars for Drag Race where like we're going to eliminate people or chop people. 
Like, that would be, that would be interesting, but like I said, we'll figure it out. Anyway, next up, my queen, the winner in my opinion of season four, or the winner of season four. Coco! Because the fact that she won two challenges after already being way eliminated, like, duh. <laughs> and hopefully the winner of all titans, because goddammit, I think she deserves it out of everybody here. I'm unapologetically a Coco Kane stan, and I will unapologetically be a Coco Kane stan this entire season. Whether they're out in the first episode or out last episode, I will be talking about Coco Kane every single goddamn episode, because goddammit, I love her so much. Her drag is beautiful. She's just so fucking entertaining. Like, oh my god, that personality, like... Her padding is also always on point. The, oh, I love her so much. This look, binge, like, absolutely gorgeous, stunning, zombie-type stripper, vampire lady, the blood, the shoes. Now, yes, I do think it's a question of, like, this is also rather simple, but... There's extra stuff to it that makes it the blood, the makeup, the hair, the shoes with the blood on them. I think it just adds a little something extra. Yeah, there's a lot of little details and textures. There's a lot of little details and textures, yeah. I love this. So it's basically like she got a silver bodysuit with padding that, like I said before, could literally destroy a car if it hit her, <laughs> which is what I love. <laughs> the giant boobies, which also mood. I also have giant boobies because fat. Aww. Oh, I love it. The coat, which is like a white type of coat covered in like blood stains, making like a reddish white pink pattern. The nails, oh, I love those nails. The hair, I love that hair. The makeup, which like I do kind of like because like the lips themselves are pretty like I would say is that a just nice black lip with like the white under around the in the lip liner of the or not the lip the oh what's it called gloss? No, you can see well it's the gloss, but you can see like in the top the right no the top right corner of her lip. Do you see how it's like there's that like white line? Mm -hmm. Stuff like that, and then the little X on her chin, and the X on her nose. Oh, yeah. And then that, like, ooh, I love, and the eye makeup that goes, like, straight. That literally looks like, that's the kind of, that I do love that sort of exaggerated drop. That kind that literally looks like the drop of a roller coaster. No, yeah. <laughs> that's how both of her eyes look. It looks like there could be a roller coaster going up or down on her, <laughs> on her face, and I love it. Or it's like a fucking half pipe. Oh, my God, yeah. Oh, I love her so much. Anyway, uh, Coco Kane, hometown, Phoenix, pronouns, they, them. Drag style, drag shape shifter. Which, honestly, yeah, I could see that drag shape shifter. I mean, that pig look, because I tell you, because that makeup that they, they do on their oh, face. Oh, yeah. The undisputed fan favorite succubus of Boulay Brothers Dragula Season 4, Coco is an ever-evolving artist, bringing their ultimate glam gore seductress back to our screens at level 100, as they should. Since their season, Coco has morphed into the deadliest fetish femme fatale in the West, and this time they came to devour the competition. Quote, Titans is a nail-breaking, tuck-popping, wig-snatching battle to the death. And hopefully, Coco's going to be the one doing all the snatching, so snatch all these wins. <laughs> but, like, oh, I love them so much. Well, except for the snatching that the Boulets do, but that's unavoidable. Well, they do it to everyone else. Oh, I love Coco so much. They're so beautiful. I love them. I want them to win. Let's talk about our next contestant, the only person from Season 1, and a throwback, because it feels like it's been forever since anybody even really mentioned Season 1, other than Vander, because, oh my god, I love Vander. And also Meatball, but I yeah. know Man Meatball's kind of not really talking to the Boulets anymore. I think there's some bad blood there, but we'll figure that out. Mm. But runner-up, Melissa B. Fierce. Ooh, I love this look so much. I think I gave it because in the Drag Race server I'm in, they did a whole, like, they do a fashion photo review. And I believe this is the one that has the most shoots slash, like, top toots of the week. And I definitely agree. I yep. love this. My god. The headdress, the on the on the snake, uh, not this, but it's like you know, the th what is that going down her head? Like the like gemstones that's like in a snake pattern going down her head, leading to the gem on the forehead right in the mm -hmm. middle. Yep. The long capy hood. The matching fingers. The matching fingers, yes. 
crown in the background, the, the cross on her chest. Oh, I love everything about it. I will say, I'm going to be like Raven here, because now that I'm noticing it, I'm not crazy about the clear shoes. It makes her foot look weird. If you look, look, zoom in real close and see how that pantyhose and like is like basically turning her foot into just a sausage roll because <laughs> of the clear oh, no. heel. I'm not crazy about that. But everything else for me is absolutely stunning. Oh, I didn't even think about because like I said, we'll leave the link so you can see. But I know the things on her eyes that look like tear gems, like the long lines of like gem basically going down each of her eyes. Oh yeah, I love that. Oh yeah. Like I said, love this whole look, but when I zoom in on the shoes, I suddenly become Raven, except, you know, not blackface. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Fuck you, Raven. I mean, you also sound a little bit like Willem. No, I don't want to be Willem. I don't want to be either of them. Can't I be somebody good? <laughs> look, I do Turn enjoy... Mattel. No! <laughs> I want to be somebody I enjoy... Well, I mean, I enjoy them, but I want to be somebody... Okay, I... Alaska. I... Alaska complains about shoes. No, I want to be Kelly Mantle. Is Kelly known for complaining about... No, I just stuff? like Kelly Mantle. And they're also, Aww. if you mention Trixie, they're currently on tour with Trixie and Katya as the opening act, so I'll be Kelly Mantle. Okay. I like Kelly Mantle. Bring Kelly Mantle back. Look, I don't talk about... We try not to talk about US All-Stars and other stuff. Bring Kelly Mantle back for Drag Race US, goddammit. I love Kelly Mantle. They are one of my favorite queens, and they should not have been first out. I love Kelly Mantle so much. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about Melissa. Hometown, South Central Los Angeles. Pronouns, she, her, he, him. Style, drag queen. The original glamour ghoul all the way back from Boulay Brothers Dragula Season 1, Melissa is a competitor who has proven they should never be underestimated. She's polished and, quote, always looking for her tens, but she's not afraid to give you her monster side on and off the main stage when needed. Since her season, Melissa has picked up skills in prosthetics and creature makeup, mastered her high-energy performances and gags, and is prepared to speak her mind to any competitor who needs to be checked. Oh, I can definitely see Melissa doing that. Melissa wants to show that there's a monster within every performer, no matter if you're a killer beauty queen or not. Quote, speaking of Trixie, I'm, even though it's not Trixie, I'm going to... Oh, honey, it's going to leave you all gooped and gagged with your jaw hanging off the floor. This is the best season yet. Oh, honey, period. 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 Oh, every time I see oh, honey, I'm just like, no, it's got to be Trixie. I got to read it as Trixie. Oh, honey. Oh, honey. No, you got to do it. Do it as... Oh, wait, what if she did... Because now I'm thinking, what if she did it in her... Uh, no, I can't do it. In, I can't do her... Imagine she did her Swedish. She just Oh, like, honey. No, uh, that was what the hell was that? That don't sound right in no, the Swedish. Definitely. Well, you got to do it as maybe like Swedish share. Oh, honey, <laughs> the way she did that fucking Swedish share. It's so bad, but so funny. Very bad. Anyway, like I said, congratulations, Melissa. I'm excited. You better represent season one well, because well, you're the only one from season one. So, next one, Victoria Elizabeth Black from season two and Resurrection, our second Resurrection person. Another personal favorite of the podcast. Yes. My first thought when I saw this was, oh my god, Sigourney, she's back! Because it does kind of give me that Frankenstein monster from episode one. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. But I also see Victoria's style. Oh no, I absolutely see Victoria's style, especially the ribs part. I remember the ribs thing has always been very Victoria, especially for like, if you go all the way back to the promo, if you remember season two where she had those white pearl ribs. Mm -hmm. And the makeup is obviously like very, very Victoria feeling. But I just like the hair made me think of it, and the colors made me think a little bit. But now she's got the Lady Gaga stripper boots, like, hello. Oh, yeah. Everyone's wearing stupidly high platforms, although I'm wondering if some of these are edited to be taller. No, I know some of these people. They're not fucking editing. They're ready to risk their lives for these heels. I know better. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's a goldish yellow cutter with, like, red ribs on the outside. I definitely like it. And, like, as, like, Drag Race quotes and stuff, those shoulders match them hips. 
because they're both jutting out very like 1980s style. They will poke you in the eye and you will lose an eye. Yeah, and you better not bump hips because, uh, because you'll break you your hip. You'll break a hip. Anyway, I like this a lot. Hometown, Orlando, pronouns she, her, drag style, drag monster. Victoria is a shape-shifting ghoul that marries her expert social effects and set design skills with top-notch horror references that bring true nightmarish looks and stage performances to life. You mean special effects? What did I say? Social. Wait, what? You said social effects instead of special effects. Oh, special effects. Okay, there we go. It's like, where the fuck does it even say that in this bio? Okay. Victoria plans to keep pushing drag beyond the normal realms of possibility and create a world for monsters and queer art to flourish. Post-resurrection, she's mastered the, quote, art of Victoria, and is ready to slaughter any challenge or competitor on her way to the crown. Quote, Titans was an electrifying, unpredictable, absolutely disgusting experience with sickening competition all around, and we're excited to see what you can bring, Miss Victoria. Lastly, right. the drag bear... Stuffed toy. Stuffed toy, also former Axolotl Yovska from Season 3. Also pointy hips. Seems to be a trend alert. So, like I said, I talked about this in the beginning. I talked about it later. I'm going to go to those. In some spoiler chat where I saw, in brackets where their name was, it specifically also said, best promo look in Dragula history. I'm going to have to call Cap on that and say I'm going to have to disagree. <laughs> it's fine. It's nice. I like it. The makeup is great. Like, the face bit? I fucking love that. Mm-hmm. Best promo in Dragula history? Absolutely fucking not. <laughs> nope. I have to... I'll go back later, because and maybe I'll come back with an answer. I do have a favorite promo of all time no i take it back i know what my favorite promo of all time is if i'm being perfectly frank it's very recent too i think my favorite promo is still sigourney's yeah third boulet basically i love that so fucking much yeah but this is de- i would say this is up there like i wouldn't say i would definitely not say it's the best but i definitely think it's up there like it's smart it's stuffed like the fact that there are pieces of stuffing you can see popping out of certain areas of the outfit i like it I like the nails. It feels a little slightly weird on the feet just because there's also the shoes that you can see there. So it kind of feels a little weird. Yeah. Yeah. But I still find the ribs look cool. The head thing is interesting, but I don't understand it. Like, is it just supposed to be, is she holding on to it? Is, is, is it supposed to go in front of her face? Like, that's what I'm trying to figure like, I don't know work? how the physics of it work. It might be something that's meant to be attached. See, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, it does it reveal? Because I'm wondering if it, like, reveals to that face, maybe? To the arm, slightly, so that it can be... Maybe? Oh, I think it is attached. I'm zooming I'm, I'm zooming in. I think it is attached to the... Yeah, I think it is attached to the hand. Basically, you put it over the... I think I would like this even more if it was, if it was in motion. I want to see these things in motion so that I can see the reveal of the... It's on the face, and then, poof! Yeah. Scary face. Because that makeup is fucking incredible. Like, that is something... If I want to give Yoska, because I've seen Yoska do that, that makeup is fucking incredible. And also, I do think it's interesting, because I think that's a good thing that they proved, because they have the mask that's there that they can put in front of their face, but they can reveal it to the amazing makeup. Because I know a lot of people get on and say, oh, they wear the axolotl, they wear a mask, they do this, they do this. No, Moniki wears a ton of masks and does terrible makeup outside of wearing the mask. Yovska does wears masks and has great makeup skills and amazing looks without a mask on. There's a big difference. And very good prosthetics on top. And very good prosthetics, exactly. There's a big fucking difference. Because I've seen a lot of maskless looks that they've done. They do an amazing job. But I think a lot of people just see them as a mask person, which I think is like understandable because they did a lot of those type of looks. But they can do other looks with prosthetics and makeup that do that. So I'll say this. For makeup and prosthetics... That might be one of the best I've seen promo-wise in general. So yeah. that maybe that's what they meant. Maybe just like the makeup. But like as for the outfit, I wouldn't say it's much. No. But yeah. for that makeup, yes, very much so. I personally still like the axolotl more, but this is still pretty good. Of course you do. That's because you love axolotls. I mean, I like axolotls too, but I know you're just... A little just, bit, yeah. Yes. But also, I thought it was just so 
creepy but also cool. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, just blowing bubbles, not a care in the world. Anyway, hometown, Toronto. Pronouns she, her, they, them. Drag style, stuffed drag creature, as we can see here. The Boulay Brothers Dragula's very own viral monster from season three. Yovska's back to haunt your digital dreams long after you sign off. self right. <laughs> I read this earlier, but it didn't even take into account what this says. What the fuck? So... <laughs> Self-described as the Trisha Paytas of the underworld. Trisha Paytas of the Oh my god. Who wrote this? I hope Yovska. I mean, self-described as, so... Yovska has taken the time to hone their craft and crank up the crazy, campy, terrifying drag further than any masked monster has taken it before. Yovska perfectly blows the deranged and disturbed, and anything goes with the kooky, wildcard competitor. Quote, expect more chaos and drama than your grandma's telenovela. And that's a lot. Definitely wild card. I was not expecting that. I love it. I'm excited to see what they bring looks wise. I'm always excited no matter what, because I know, in my opinion, I think the looks tend to just be better in general than you would see on Drag Race because there's got to be more creativity there, I think. Oh, yeah. A lot of the times, especially if you look at these more recent seasons, they can wear a bathing suit and win. Like, mm, yep. like at least there's a little more creativity to these dragon and that's what I love. And real quick, we'll talk about our hosts, the Boulet Brothers, in their black latex looking gowns with wires and spiders and I don't know. They're spider queens, basically. Spiders on their arms, spider web in the back, like a hooded neck back thing. neck thing. Very good. Always good with the promos. Like the Boulay twins as they are. Mm-hmm. We've gone way over budget as we usually do. This was supposed to be like 30 minutes and it's turned into an hour so far for me. So you're going to have to do some cutting down, but it's fine. Yeah, I've recorded nonstop. It's an hour. Uh, in addition to the actual article, like detailing all the all the competitors, there's also a video interview with the Boulets. Yeah, with the Boulets. So you can y'all you can watch that. It's 25 minutes long. Yeah, we ain't discussing that. I'm not gonna go through that entire thing. The point is, we're gonna leave it linked so you can watch it and also look at all the looks yourselves and make your own decisions. You know? Yeah. You can listen to us, but it's also good that you make your own decisions because maybe you do think that Yovskas is the best promo in all of Dragula history, and that's your opinion to have. I'm not gonna fight with you on it. Everybody is allowed to their own opinion, except racists, homophobes, transphobes, misogynists, uh, basically anybody who's hateful. You know. Let's say goodbye because we'll be back in like a month or so because that's when it premieres, October 25th. So we'll probably be there with an episode like a week and a half or so after that. Or a little. We usually try to do it like right before the next episode airs, we get that episode out. Uh huh. Just in case anyone missed the previous episode and wants a really good recap real fast or whatever. Uh, thank you so much for watching. Until next time, take care. We'll see you guys. Bye. Unpleasant dreams. We do not own, claim ownership of, or desire for ownership of contained or referenced clips and gags. They are the property of their trademark and copyright holders. Proper support, listenership, and viewership of the things we reference is encouraged. Two Kids Dragcast is created by me, Guy Smith, and Andrew B. Voiced and recorded by Guy Smith and Andrew B. Editing by Guy Smith, community management by Andrew B. And art created by Guy Smith. You can find us and all our links in the description or on our website, twogaysdragcast.wordpress.com. We are an independent production. Above all else, sharing the podcast is the best way to support the show. Anyone who will listen to our show will do. Liking, reviewing, and commenting on the show will also help boost us in the fight for algorithmic relevancy. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time. Okay, what did you just send me? 
you, I haven't sent you anything. I'm talking to Midnight because he's like, I need to try advertising the podcast on reality. Meanwhile, I haven't seen him on reality since I've come back. Speaking of, I know I don't promo, but there's this app called Reality where we get to be VTubers. It's actually rather fun. If y'all would like to come join us, just get download the Reality app. Look for Andrew B. and Guy Smith. We're on there. It's fine. It's same names because I guess we got lucky. But yeah, we're on there. We're VTubers. I react to cursed food and Guy reacts with me and suffers. It's fun. <laughs> I thought Andrew hated me on there. Oh my god. I do, but I need attention. Anyway, shut up. We're recording a podcast. I don't know if you're going to cut all this out or leave it in for we'll hilarity. See. <laughs> I so might leave it at the end. Maybe. Anyway, 